Hi, thanks for tuning in to Never Mormon Always Curious. We're your hosts, Abby and Jess. As the title suggests, we have never been Mormon. However, we are always curious. I like to think of myself as an amateur historian, anthropologist, and theologian of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I, as her wife, am good at listening and asking lots of questions on a topic which I have almost no knowledge about. In this podcast, we're going to be having discussions about the history, the culture, and the ideologies of the LDS movement, whilst embarking on a road trip across the United States of America, stopping at important LDS landmarks. As we are non-Mormons, we understand we are coming from a unique point of view. We want to make it clear that we are approaching this podcast from a purely educational perspective. We will strive to be as objective and respectful as we possibly can. However, we will not shy away from the difficult topics. Additionally, as outsiders from this community, we may get some things wrong. Therefore, we welcome all fact checks and feedback. Hey Jess. Hello Abby. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. It's going good. Happy to be back with another episode of Never Mormon. Always curious. Um we were reminded of a fun Mormon song today because Jess was telling, well, two fun Mormon songs. Well, Jess was telling me about um, how near her work, there was a wedding and there was some bagpipes and she was like, oh, they were just playing Amazing Grace on repeat. And I was like, not that one bagpipe song where it's like, bum, 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 bum. and then I was like, wait, I think that's that one Mormon hymn. <laughs> I don't know remember the rest, but we were listening to it at the Joseph Smith Memorial Service, but we had to listen to the same one like five times because I kept rehearsing. And it was really catchy. Very catchy. <laughs> so then we proceeded to listen to it in the car, obviously. Which is just so funny because as never Mormons, it's probably the least likely choice of music. Yeah, but then we were reminded of that one Mormon song that we're obsessed with. Yes. Um, follow the prophet, follow the prophet, follow the prophet, don't go astray. It's creepy. Yeah, I'd recommend it. It's also five minutes long. Like, it goes on forever. But it is a kid's song, and I guess with kid's songs, you do want a good amount of repetitive nature to it. Yeah. But follow the prophet, don't go stray. Follow the prophet, he knows the way. Of course. Which is actually a pretty decent intro into what we'll be talking about today. Hmm. We're going to be talking about polygamy. <laughs> Big old P word. <laughs> polygamy. I'm... For anyone who's not completely familiar with polygamy, what do we what do we mean about that? So polygamy is when one man is married to multiple women. You... Not to be confused with um crap, what's it called when people have multiple partners? Polyamorous. Polyamorous. See, I even got confused. Gosh. <laughs> um, because that has, I mean, if you like ethical, if you do it ethically, right, then like everyone has um, 
the power is shared equally and people can leave and there's not weird information being passed around. It's supposed to be very communicative where polygamy is, uh, there's a significant power imbalance and men are married to multiple women. Women can't be married to multiple men. Yeah. All of those things. And I think the reason we're talking about it, because I think for, for a lot of people, most people have minimal information on what it means to be Mormon. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, Mormonism, that's the one with all the wives. Yeah. And which is not completely wrong. But yeah. So we're going to take I mean, it... that's obviously like the stereotype. That's the, I'm Mormon. Yeah. Oh, do you have multiple wives? And like I think, if someone yeah. was to say that. And if you're choosing to be really rude, that's what you would say right after. I would say that's a misconception. Yeah. Because... Again, it's not completely wrong. Right, but But, in terms of our earthly life and what is allowed for the mainstream Mormon church, one man, one woman. Yes, but we're going to take it back to Nauvoo. We're going to take it back to biblical times. A (laughs) lyric from the Book of Mormon musical, uh, which you'll catch on our miniseries. Oh, good plug. Thank you, thank you. Um, but yeah, we'll take it back to... So we're talking about this now in Nauvoo, because Nauvoo is when it's hip-happening. Because, as I've mentioned, things get crazy in Nauvoo, because yes, truly... Yes, you have mentioned that a few times, Jeff. Truly, <laughs> there is no other way to describe it. And polygamy and jo- Joseph Smith's revel- revelations of polygamy is, is happening in Nauvoo, and it's where it really starts becoming kind of a core part of what it means to be a good Mormon man. At this time. At this time in Nauvoo. Yeah. Okay, so so polygamy, one man, multiple wives. Why, how, where did this all start? Where did it come from? Why is it happening? Why does it make you a good Mormon man? In Nauvoo, 1840-ish. So... First, I think we talked about it in the Kirtland episode, um, but Joseph Smith ended up having, kind of spoilers, he ended up dying with over 20 wives that we know of. There could be other people that he did get sealed to, which we'll discuss, but um, but he died with over 20 wives, um, all ranging in age from 15 up to 40. So, and he died when he was 39. So, but when he was in Kirtland, he had a cheeky little affair. But that one's considered by historians to be his first plural wife, even though they weren't sealed in the, in the way that a other plural marriages would have been sealed. Right. Um, so, and that one was just like a straight up affair. Like he got caught doing it in the barn by mm. his wife. Okay. And she was a, a helper in the family in the house. So I'm assuming there was a revelation that happened that Joseph Smith, God told him Well that, or was he just genuinely No, he was literally just, just having a full blown affair. Like but in order to make it seem okay mm. in a kind of an apologist point of view, they call it his first wife. Call the affair his first wife. Um but not Emma. Oh, sorry, his first plural wife. Uh, so wife number two. Wife number two. Yeah, because okay. Emma, Emma was his first wife. Yeah, he got... no, I guess that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking wh- how does he then, when the affair is revealed, 
how does it, does he then immediately say, "Oh, it, I had a revelation. It, I actually need more wives." It was backtracking. So when his when he started actually being like having multiple wives, he was doing it in secret. So he had this elite club of boys, right? Mm. School of the Prophets guys who eventually become his like counselors. Yeah, that's right. The They're very much in They're the, in the it's in like the 12 the top part of the church yeah. and and it's the same structures today so you have the prophet and then you have his um 12 boys. Yeah, apostles. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um who are a part of this elite club. And he had that when he was alive and that's how the structure kind of started. And he started kind of like whisperings to boys mm-hmm. being like kind of, he would kind of present it like hey so how do you like feel about having you know multiple women being married to you like would you be interested oh so he was like floating the idea around yes. like hey boys we're like you know we're the most sought after men in town yeah or how would you like more wives what if what if what what do we think about that so you almost made it sound like it wasn't his idea yeah oh God, so, but, um, some of the guys were like, no, mm, the yeah. Bible says one man, one woman. Well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the Bible says, um, you know, only married to one person. Um, that's the Bible says against having multiple wives and cocky minds, you know, so we shouldn't do that even though, but Joseph Smith was reading in the old Testament and there were people in the old Testament who had multiple wives. So he was kind of going, Hmm, mm. I wonder if I, if I could get get multiple and then there were some men who were like oh interesting joseph that sounds I mean, yeah they were interested but the thing is is that they couldn't just flat out say hey guys we have i'm getting married to you and you're now my wife and now you're gonna have babies with me mm. right sure so he had to he really started planting the seed and started to get things going slowly so actually from a historical point of view a lot of the um, time frames of who, when women were married to Joseph Smith and other people like Brigham Young, um, there's no, it's sometimes hard to date when they got married because it was so secret. Okay, so it was it was known amongst the men. Elite men. The elite men. Yeah. And whisperings, you know, it was like they, were, they floated the idea around, they were kind of ready to make some moves and start getting more wives. Yeah. But were there current wives in the know about this? So, um, kind of. So right. the person who had was very, very withheld information from was Emma Smith. Joe's wife. Joseph's first wife, his mm-hmm. legal wife. Um, so what would happen is once Joseph kind of got the boys on board, they had... Started coming. You remember how we were, how we mentioned how temple stuff started to kind of ramp up. Oh yeah, they were really trying to build core details about what happened in the temple, why it was different mm-hmm. too, and why it was the true church. And all we this. talked a little bit about how Joseph was in a Masonic temp club. Mm-hmm. So then he started thinking about the ideas from the Freemasons, mm-hmm. ha- incorporating that, kind of thinking about what he wanted in his temples. Well, one of those things is sealing. So, and that's a word that's used today with Mormonism. And it's not just a marriage because in in traditional Christianity, 
right? You would say until death do us part, yep, right? Yep. And that means that when you you die, your marriage would be over, right? right? So you could legally get remarried. Mm-hmm. But um, in Mormonism, sealings mean that there's no death do us part. You're married forever and eternity. Because remember in the previous episode, you were talking about having lots of spirit babies. Yes. You have to be married to that person in heaven to have all your spirit babies. That's right. Because so, you're, you're with your family forever. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're sealed to that person in the temple, then you are then sealed in eternity. And that's also important, bringing your wife through the veil and having your secret handshake and your secret names that we'll talk about in the temple episode coming up next. But What's important in this episode is that sealing is the Mormon sealing, word for marriage. Sealing, S-E-A-L-I-N-G. Not like, Good a, point. Not not like, like a ceiling, like yeah. above your head. Yeah, sealing as in like Se- a, a seal on a letter. <laughs> like you've been sealed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Joseph Smith has a legal wife in Emma Smith. Yeah, who we got married to while well, he eloped. But, but um, still, a legal marriage. Yeah. But in order... To have multiple wives. They had to kind of come up with this new version of marriage. New version of marriage to make it like a like new official. Definition. Yeah. But and obviously they... you can only be legally married to one person. Yeah. So they came up with the idea of sealing yep. yourself to a person. Yep. And that would happen in the temples. Yes. However, at this time, Nauvoo Temple wasn't built. So they would do these secret sealings like in people's houses or in the school of the prophets in these like dark rooms at nighttime in secret in the middle of the night because they still didn't want the word to get around didn't too want... much because it's illegal it's um uh because at this time if you knew were known to have multiple wives you could go to prison i guess we missed that bit out sorry okay so yeah this is in the wider world yeah in the americas yeah right the it was illegal, so they were like, but they they were into it, so they were like, we we just got to be secret. About and also, it. some Mormons would completely disapproved and because, wouldn't have wanted it because they were aware of the legal issues with it. Yeah, and the biblical argument potentially as well. Mm, okay, so, so there's a lot of secrecy. So, so they start secretly doing this around yeah. Nauvoo Town. And is it a case of Joseph Smith and his buddies literally just approaching a woman and saying, I want you to be my wife? So this is when it gets into a weird sex cult with grooming. I know. Maybe there's like a trigger warning in there. Okay, trigger warning. Um, It gets... um, We start talking a bit about grooming and uh, imbalance of power with young women and older men Mm. and underage marriage so okay so this is how we would do it um there's story different stories but some of the highlights are um there's these two one of the stories is that there's these two girls that um as we spoke about there was like a malaria plague throughout Nauvoo um and two um of the girls were really were sisters partridge sisters and they were pretty passionate about helping people when the plague was happening so um they started helping out joseph smith kind of learned about them and how amazing they are and how godly they are 
and then he invited them to work in the mansion in, in his house with them and then they idolized him he's the prophet right so then he would start to kind of like plant a little bit of seeds and start i mean grooming them you know saying okay. you're so beautiful you have um you know would you wouldn't it be so great if you could be married to me? Wouldn't that be so cool? Oh, yeah. Just the prophet. Like, yeah, that would be so cool if I could do that, right? Because obviously they didn't know about this because it was... Yeah, so he's trying to plant seeds. Even into the women's minds. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, And then eventually would get to the point where he'd say, guess what, ladies? There's this new thing that God told me about. The thing is, is he hadn't written this down. He hadn't told anyone because it's so secret, mm. right? So he's like, okay, ladies... Um, I want to marry you, and you get to be my wife, but you can't tell anyone, not even Emma. Okay. These girls are working in his house. Emma's there. Mm. They're young. 17, yeah. 18. They're um, idolizing the prophet, and he literally just wants them because he thinks they're sexy. That's yeah. IMO, by the way. But Yeah, and it's appealing to them because of the whole narrative of once you're married and sealed, you're sealed for eternity. Yeah, so they get to be with so, the prophet forever. So this guy, that that their leader of their church, their prophet of God, is telling them, I want to marry him. Yeah. And you'll be married to me forever. Um, And it's literally like, like when in 2009, when everyone was obsessed with Twilight, like Edward Cullen being like, marry me. You'd be like, okay. I don't know if you can relate to that, Jess, but <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I'm comparison. sure there could be some listeners that would be able to relate to that. So that's one story. But then the thing is, is that they're all in the the women. Sorry, all of the women are in the society together, called um called the um uh, relief. Society. Thank you so much, the relief society, which still exists to this day. Which we've which not is, really touched on, no, and it, we will because we saw some interesting stuff about it. But the relief society was for the women yeah a women's club it was a women's it was a women it's a women's charitable organization sure at this time now and then like now it's kind of what the women go to on sundays and it's kind of outreach teams they have their own little club yeah which is fun and cute right but the issue is so these emma and other women who were against polygamy started getting like little hints around town or they heard things right Mm. And they approached Joseph Smith, or Emma approached Joseph Smith and was like, what the heck? I've heard that there's like this rumor that there's multiple women and there's this guy named John Bennett who's who's sexually promiscuous and all of these things. And he was like, oh, those are all rumors. John sucks. I'll excommunicate him. It's all his fault. He's just a gross man. And then Emma's like, okay, that's fine. But, and he's like, deny, deny, deny. I'm not doing it. Although there are women in this relief society that are married to Joseph Smith and other of the high elite men. And Emma Smith asks them in a meeting going, have you heard of this? And they have to say no, because the prophet told them to say no. So there's just lies. Lies. Their lies are mounting up. So so I'm just trying to backtrack a little bit there. So obviously this all started out as a bit of a secret thing because mm-hmm. Joe just decided he wanted multiple wives, right? Mm-hmm. Then it all got, it then got, oh, it was 
God that told me, right? And then this idea of they had to come up with sealing because obviously you can't be legally married, right? So the root, so obviously we know how rumours work and whispers even today. People start picking up on what's happening. So the the settlement in Nauvoo are, are hearing about these polygamy as such. Mm. Um, but do they, what is the view on on marriage what what is Emma's current view on marriage? Does she are they aware that marriage is eternal? Uh, yeah. At this for, that that's just been a thing since they were married. No, not since they were married. Or is this a new another revelation? It's kind of part of the revelation. Part of the yeah. revelation process. So they've currently found out about like eternal marriage and being with your family forever in in the heavens. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and then the. Then Joe has essentially debunked this idea of oh, I don't know what sealing means. I don't know. I don't know what you talked about. It's all rumors. Mm. Even though he has already sealed himself to a good few women at this point. Yeah, essentially, it's a good good synopsis. Okay, so is he with marriage to Emma? Is he autumn because he married Emma before he had this you relationship? Know what, Jess, this is an excellent question. He was he's not sealed to her yet. So he's being sealed to women before his first legal wife. Mm. And then, so, right, these rumors are going around town. Eventually, Emma goes to Joseph and is like, what the frick? Mm-hmm. And then also Joseph's brother, Hiram, yeah. is like, Joe, you have to tell her. This is getting wrong. You have to tell Emma. You have to tell Emma. And also, you have to write it down. If this is a revelation from God, it needs to go in our doctrine and covenants. It needs to go in our scriptures. And Joseph is like, oh, God, well, uh," because he knows that it's going to piss people off. So he doesn't want to write it down, which is why it ends up being some of the last revelations that Joseph Smith writes down before he dies, because he was practicing it a lot earlier before he wrote it down. He was essentially putting it off. He was putting it off. He didn't have a complete backing. Yeah. So, but then he finally did. But I guess... So then he had to do it. Hiram's like, "You got to do it. You got to do it." If this is, if this is the truth, if and this, if is, this truth, is what you got to write know. it down, you got to tell Emma. You have to be sealed to Emma. All of these things. Which is a bit dodged, really, isn't it? Because well, he was so it? quick to write everything else down. Yeah, which but is this why his... one thing that you know he made up. Well, yeah. He's so hesitant to write down. Like, just lots of questions. Yeah. So then he pulls Emma aside and says, and he has it written down, and he says, Emma, this is the vibe. This is what's going on. You've got a... Doctrine and Covenants 132. Mm. Um, a man can take multiple wives. And be with them. And be with them. For eternity. But he still doesn't tell her that he's already married women. He's already been sealed to women. He still holds that back. And then he says to Emma in Doctrine and Covenants, it says that you can ask <clears throat> for the wife's approval, their approval in the plural marriage. Mm. However, if you keep reading, what it says is, but Emma, if you say no, an angel with a flaming drawn sword will kill you. Mm-hmm. So like, imagine these people don't have TV, right? So this is like, yeah, they have to think of it themselves, but it's an angel with a sword right, on fire that will come and kill you. If you don't... So it's not 
It's not approval. It's like you have to say yes. You have to say yes, otherwise you will die. Okay, so... So there's no way to say no. There's no way to say no, which is pretty terrifying. Yeah. Um, Emma Smith doesn't want to deal with the repercussions of that, so obviously she has to go along with it. But Joseph Smith has already married women, so then he has to do sham ceilings after. Oh, he has to pretend. He has to pretend. And these... I know. And so all of these women have to lie to her again and say, oh, I've already been married to your husband, but they can't say that. They have to do fake marriages again. And isn't that insane? So I want to talk about the women in which he is marrying. Yeah. Are these people, these women, are they already married? Are these single gals around town? Good question. Both. So, you know how missionary work is extremely important, Mm -hmm. right? We have to grow the church. Um, A lot of men are sent off to England Mm -hmm. and Europe or to the East Coast. Spread the word. Just spread the word. Um, And when they were gone, because sometimes they were gone for years, right? More than two years. um, Joseph Smith would marry those women who were already married to other men, which is even called polygamy. It's called polyandry. Because they now have multiple husbands, even though... So the way he kind of phrased Mm. it is said, okay, fine, you're married to those men on earth, but then when it comes to when you're in heaven, you'll be married to me. And you'll have my spirit babies. So a benefit in Joseph Smith once more. Yeah. And also these women can't say no, right? And they're hypothetically in love with their... You know, they've committed their lives to another man, but now they get to... And they thought that they were going to be with them for eternity. Then all of a sudden you're telling me, no, you only get to be with them until they die on earth and then you're with me for forever. Why did... Why was their eternal marriage to their first husband revoked? Well, they might have not had the eternal marriage. They might have not been sealed yet. Right. Oh, so... Okay, so with marriage... I just want to get these two definitions right. So... With marriage, you're not necessarily, you're not, that's not eternal. The sealing is what made it eternal. Yeah. So even now to this day, you can have a Mormon couple that have like a civil ceremony, Mm. right? And then they would go and get legally married. And then you could then get sealed in the temple later. Or say there's a couple who's a convert. They Mm. would have gotten married somewhere else. And then they would later get sealed in the temple as part of their conversion. So part of being with your your spouse forever, it's sealing is a requirement. Yes. You can't... It's a requirement of the plan of salvation. So then mm. you can have all of your spirit babies okay, when so, you're a god. So in this, in this situation, Joseph Smith is essentially collecting all these wives. Yeah. And he's going to... Because he's sealing himself to them and they're sealing themselves to him. When he goes to heaven... He maintains all of those wives, whereas the wife, any of the wives, they're only sealed to Joseph. That's that, right. That, they they are only the wife that Joseph is only their husband. Yep. Don't matter if they were married on earth to a. Someone so else. so if somebody's so if a woman's already been sealed, another guy can't come along and say, "I want you to be my wife," because she'll be like. I'm already sealed to Joseph Smith. Yeah, which is also an interesting point because um, on now in modern times, if you were married to someone, okay, um, say Rachel and Sam get married. Mm. Sam dies. 
On Earth. On Earth. When they're 25. Mm. Rachel gets remarried to John. Mm. But she can't get sealed to John in the temple because she's already sealed to Sam. So when they die, she'll be married to Sam in heaven, not John. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Which, you know, it's kind of the idea why death to this part exists. Mm. Because, you know, she might want to have children or whatever. Any, any, any number of reasons why someone would want to get remarried after their spouse dies. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Right. Okay. So, so the, I but, guess that's... good example, the current prophet... He um, has two, will have two wives in heaven because I'm jumping ahead here. But although polygamy doesn't exist on earth now, it exists in heaven, in Mormon heaven. What? Because if a man, so if Sam is alive and then Rachel dies. Yep. Okay. But he's sealed to Rachel. And then he meets Sally. Mm. And gets married and sealed to Sally because he can be sealed because he can be sealed to multiple women. When he goes to heaven, he'll be then married and well, he'll be sealed, be having spirit babies with Rachel and Sally. Wow! Mm -hmm. So polygamy still exists in Mormon heaven. In Mormon heaven, and I guess again we're jumping ahead, but obviously, and we've not really covered it yet as what what the religion is like now but spoiler polygamy in the mainstream mormon church yeah is not allowed anymore unless you're in heaven unless you're in heaven right so but that that's i i guess i'm confused on this one because if polygamy is not allowed on earth mm-hmm. nowadays in the mainstream mormon church mm-hmm. that means a man is only married and sealed to one person mm-hmm. and then goes up to heaven and only has one wife. Yeah, unless their spouse dies or whatever. But that's the only exception, isn't well, it? Well, no, you're, that's not even true. Because if a single woman dies unmarried, she can get sealed to someone in heaven and be a, be a plural wife in heaven. Because there's single women who then get sealed. Like, you can be a, like if you never get married on earth, it's like, don't worry, you'll be married in heaven. So you can be sealed to somebody after you've died. Yeah. So when Joseph Smith died, he would be gifted wives after he was dead. So he has like 400 wives. Okay, so... Mm. <laughs> this is getting real so, like I know. It's like you can be gifted women as part of your, your life tribe. Even now? Well, I don't... <laughs> I... I guess maybe that's maybe. I guess they, yes, you maybe could. Maybe we need to discuss that another time. I guess let's stick to where we are in Nauvoo right now. Okay. And the point is, is that the men get the benefit of having, well, you know, all these wives. Yeah, and also it's a status thing, mm, right? How because many you have? You, if you have more money, you can support more wives and more children, and the, the just the idea of having a huge family. Mm. Yeah. But so, another way that they would do it is that Joseph Smith had wives ranging in age from super young to maybe more like age appropriate, mm. and how he he would marry. He had a few wives, um, and other men had wives that were older, so older as in not teenagers, right? Yeah. And then they would use because you would, you know, just like classic grooming. You tend 
as a young woman, you would probably trust a woman who was a bit older because, sorry, I have to stop calling them young women, the children, the girls, yeah. right? The girls would trust the women and they'd say, oh yeah, this is an eternal marriage. This is what God wants. It's God told Joseph. That's, this is what, this is the prophet. The prophet says, follow the prophet, follow the prophet. Right. And so these girls trust these women. Mm. Uh huh. And then the girls would then get married to Joseph Smith by these women grooming them. It was just like a cycle. Yeah. It's all been infiltrated through the prophet. Yeah. Into these brainwashing them. Yeah. Okay. So and then another example, and the, the most awful one, it's literally horrible. It's a young girl. The Mormon church calls her three months short of her 15th birthday. Now, what is that, Jess? 14. Just call her effing 14. Would I say I'm three months short from my 27th birthday? No. That's so stupid. It doesn't sound any better than just saying 14. Saying that she was a prepubescent child. Potentially. Yeah. You know? Well, they got, they've got to try cut things up and cover things up, haven't they? Yeah, they can't have him sound like a sexual predator, even though that's what he was. Clearly. Yeah. Like, there's literally no two ways about it. You cannot deny that he was a sexual predator if he's marrying a girl who's 14. Three months short of her 15th birthday. Yeah. And this is how he does it. She experienced a lot of death in her life. This child. This child. Mm. She had family that died. Um, parents, siblings, whatnot. You know, which was obviously horrible and traumatic for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, she was asked by Joseph to be his plural wife. So be sealed to mm-hmm. him, be a multiple wife. And she was like, oh, God, I don't know. Right? Mm-hmm. She kind of was like, I don't know if I want that for me. Mm-hmm. So then he comes at her and says, oh, if you don't, you won't be able to see your family in heaven. So literally, he yeah. forces this girl to get married to him because he withholds her trauma of losing her family. Oh, it's just sickening. Disgusting. It's sickening, isn't it? And I don't even know what the worst part is. I mean, you were saying that, right, yeah, so that story's horrible. But that wasn't also the that wasn't the only yeah, child no, he, that he married. He told multiple children. He was marrying, you know, he's saying an, an angel with a drawn flaming sword will destroy you. He was, he was kill you, kill your family. You won't be able to see them in heaven. He's withholding all of these things, which these girls and women would rightfully so desperately want. Well, this in part of the thing that attracted them to the religion in the first and place. I think something that's really major to think about is this guy is the prophet. He is the one that holds this power and this title. He is the one that is all-knowing, all-truthful. God God is literally speaking through him. And how, if you believe in this religion, if this is what you follow, the life you follow, you're going to believe every word he's saying. He's completely abusing his power. Which is always how it goes. If it wasn't obvious already... Yeah. Right, but you know, you mentioned, you know, a varying age of women that were sealed by him, and he was, by the time he was killed, he had what twenty plus wives, yeah, all within a different age range, and he was using his power to to help him fulfill his needs. So I guess. 
my next question would be then, so how does then these plural marriages work? Logistically. Logistically. <laughs> I know. Obviously, Emma's aware of it now, right? Yeah. And she's been and she thre- hates it. threatened with the devil angel sword person, yeah. right? Do, does he split his time evenly between them? Well, do they get the benefits of a marriage? Do they, or is it just he's just trying to prepare himself for heaven? Like, what does that? How does these marriages work on their time on earth? So some, um, so the Mormon Church likes to say that there was no sex involved. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure, this guy hungry for power chooses to marry multiple women doesn't want to like be the creep that he is Mm. right (laughs) good one um so yeah he um but later um in kind of trials and whatnot around around the polygamy and whatnot women say that they say things like the marriage was you would have all of the benefits of what a marriage would be Mm. right Uh, allude like they wouldn't specifically say yeah Right. We were having sex, but they would... wouldn't be specific. Though. Yeah, but by saying that, everyone goes, "Got it, mm-hmm. right?" Mm-hmm. Because sure, if that's what you're calling it, yeah. Um. So he would. Um, well, around this time too, he has a bunch of. He's getting. This is like the first time in his life that he has money, like properly. Mm. Right. He builds himself a mansion and calls it Mansion House, which we visited. Oh my gosh, we did, yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Oh, I remember now. Yeah. So, Jess, what do you remember about that house? Well, what was still standing of it... Right, yeah. ...was... So I think half of half of the back end of the house wasn't there anymore. Yes. But the front end of the house where, like, the parlours were was However, the original building. The original building. And I remember in the mansion house, obviously, there was a tour guide explaining the what you know different rooms were what emma and joseph would do what their children would do and all of this and that and then there was a model mm-hmm. there was um like what, a to scale model a to scale model of what the building looked like back in 1840s mm-hmm. right and we were stood in the original main house and the model showed what the extension was. Yep. And you could see the foundation still, couldn't you? They used a fence to show what the Yeah, but the, this two-scale model, it looked like a hotel because they'd extended the mansion house and essentially created like dormitory style. Yeah, so housing. it was a hotel for a while. That was like so they had so many visitors. His idea was is that he wanted a hotel so that because people were interested in Mormonism, they were interested in this guy. Oh, okay, so right? they're having meetings with the prophets. Yeah, so he would have guests and visitors, so he had a hotel. Um, but also in the dorm it's with dormitory style, right? So it was a bunch of rooms. Um next to each other. And uh yeah, he had some plural wives that would come stay. In, in the, the hotel. in the rooms, yep. and he would just walk up and down the corridor and just go hang out with his wife separately. Hang out, wink with Emma downstairs. So this is where you know it is weird sex cult, right? But only f- like from his perspective from his perspective yeah because because there are normal people not in the elite club 
who live in a log cabin and have one wife and a few kids right just who are just like trying to live their life to the best that they know how yeah but this is like this elite club elite club yeah exactly where he can do whatever the heck he wants because he has all the power yeah but this was and he all lives part in this giant house plan. paid for by the people living in this community yeah. from their tithing and all of that. He has this really nice house that has two parlor rooms and a bunch of rooms that he can put his multiple wives in when he wants them to visit. Also, at one point, he's on the run from the police. Well, police, right? The, the government, because mm-hmm. they're trying to arrest him. And then he doesn't, he sends a letter begging the father of one of his plural wives to have his new plural wife come and visit him, but not Emma when he's on the run across the river. Well, yeah, one's sad for Emma, and two, it's because he wants to enjoy his new, shiny, new, fresh wife. Oh, he's not a chance because he's had to leave. Because he's had to leave. Okay. So, a very, very small follow-up question. Um, These... um, multiple wives that he's gained and obviously we just talked about joseph smith but he wasn't the only one that had multiple no. wives like like we're saying you know he's 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 right hand men like the people that were also at the top of the church uh running yeah they they were all getting their own wives as well mm-hmm. but joseph smith in particular was he then also was part of the arrangement that he was impregnating these women? Yeah, really good question. There's no evidence that he had babies with any of the other women other than Emma. Okay. There's speculation about one, but mm. it's speculation. Mm. Um, oh, it wasn't as effective as our beautiful created 1960s birth control. However, there are ways to prevent children. Yeah. Which we don't need to go into, but there are ways, right? So he was obviously pretty decently successful at those okay so this whole multiple wives this uh, polygamous lifestyle that he you know decided he wanted he was taking a little bit of time to write it down because it was quite a division in terms of if people want if people thought it was right or not yeah he obviously believed that it was right revelated Revelated, yeah, that he would that this is what God wanted to happen, and then kind of fast forward through however many years, it got to the point where it was actually you must have multiple wives if you Hmm. want to go to the highest tier of heaven. Yeah, so eventually it becomes accepted within the community. Sure. Um. And then it re- then it's a doctrine. I mean, it's in the Doctrine and Covenants. A man can have multiple wives. So then it starts happening. It starts being preached in church houses. Um, all of the su- subsequent cro- prophets all have many, many wives. I mean, Brigham Young had like 60. Um, wow. Well, just under 60. Um, um, but this is my interesting fact about polygamy. You'd think to yourself, well... Sorry, one of the apologist arguments is, well, um, there were a surplus of women and not enough men. So that's why the women were able to be poor wives. Not true. Oh. Right? If you, um, that, that there would be men who would go unmarried because there wasn't enough women. They were like mm. desperate for women. 
too. One of the apologist's arguments is, well, you need to have more women in order to have more babies in order to make the Mormon population larger. Also, not true. The average, like, so say if you had um, one man and one woman, they would have, what, four or five kids, you know, between them? If a, if a man was married to multiple women, like Brigham Young, he, on average, had one child per wife. So he had, like, 55 wives, but he had about 55 kids. With one woman? No, no, with, like, each woman. Oh, so it's the... So the idea is, is, like, yeah, he had a f- bunch of freaking kids, but if those 55 people, women, were married to 55 w- men, they would have five times more children than if they weren't married to just Brigham Young. Right? So then that argument of making extra babies doesn't add up either. Mm. So literally the only reason that they did it is because of Joseph Smith's... He just w- wanted to... Yeah, wanted it. and his... And then obviously if we look into the plan of salvation mm-hmm. and the idea of going to the highest from uh, highest tier of heaven and making all and your spirit making babies all the spirit babies to then go into the pre-mortal world the it's best to go up with multiple wives because you're gonna obviously be with them gene pool is wider into... i guess <laughs> exactly i know well, you just you, your sole job up there is to just make the babies and then you send him more down into the pre-mortal world so it almost feels like Joseph's whole entire plan was just trying to figure out how to be doing it for the rest of his life and then into the eternities with what whomever he wanted. Just call him sealed and then bada bing bada boom, you're good, brother. Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's another thing is that he would write letters. Like he wrote a letter to a woman. He would typically sorry, he would typically try to do it in person so there's just no paper trail, right? Mm-hmm. He wrote a letter to a woman being like um, happiness is the object of our existence and you'll be happiest if you marry me and it that that like happiness it's called the happiness letter it's quoted non-stop even though it was literally a letter that was used to try to get him to um, take another wife and that's like a letter that likes to be quoted because it's sweet but Aww. in reality he's trying to coerce another woman it's funny how things get twisted I know. And there's so much deny, deny, deny in modern mm. culture. Now the, the church does talk about it because the internet exists, right? And you mm. have to. But for so long, it was just like, oh, no, that's just, yeah, they used to do that. Not anymore. Oh, it's fine. These are all the reasons why. But in reality, it was a weird sex cult and it's gross. Yeah, so I, I guess that's a good kind of way to talk about how, very briefly, Obviously, polygamy was pretty rampant for a while there, but then it obviously ended. Yeah, sure. And the church decided, actually, God says no. We're God not- says no. God, God says, says never mind. God says never mind. Let's not do this. We don't want to do this. Why and how did it get to that point? Okay, so. In kind of brief. In super brief. Um, the Utah wanted to be a state. Okay, so we've left. No, so we so are Joseph's good, dead. Joseph Smith died. They've they've headed west to Utah. They've headed. Settled. Yeah, we're jumping super far forward. So we're we're way in the future. Yeah, Brigham point. Young's not even the prophet anymore. No. Um, it's a guy named Woodruff Wilson. Um, he's also plural multiple. I know. Marion Wilson Woodruff. Sorry, what did I? Oh, did I say Woodruff Wilson? Yeah. Um, 
Wilson Woodruff is the prophet at this point, so however many years ahead that is. They've made their way to Utah. and Utah, I think it's Woodruff Wilson. Well, you wrote Wilson Woodruff on your notes here. Well, either way, it's a funky name, so... <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, yeah, so Utah... Um, so you we're jumping ahead, but Utah was originally made to be like Mormon only country, right? Mm. They've been persecuted. They get kicked out of Nauvoo and then they end up in Utah by Brigham Young. They want to make this like, um, utopia. Um, but then eventually the rest California's a state, like people around them are making states. They're like, okay, we'll be in the United States. We want Utah to be a state. But then the government's like, not if everyone's plural married, you have to outlaw it, condemn it, never to happen again. And then the prophet's like, the prophet at the time is like, okay. And then that's it. So literally polygamy was ended for political reasons. Hmm. Not from God. Well, God did. I mean, of course, God told them that they weren't supposed to do it anymore. But it was literally so Utah would become a state. Just conveniently happened that God told them on the same day that. It was just like conveniently in the same time. Kind of like conveniently why God is okay with black people in the 1970s when they were confused about which Brazilians they were going to allow into the temple. Well, that seems like a whole new conversation. Have we not talked about that yet? I don't think so. Okay. But we will be talking about temples in our next episode. We will. Which I'm very excited about because Abby and I visited a real live temple that hadn't been dedicated yet. Yeah, and we recorded a live in- impressions because it was so freaking crazy. But we're going to leave that for the next episode. Is there anything you want to add or clarify or wrap up or final thoughts on polygamy and this whole episode and this whole sex cult that we've discussed. Woodruff Wilson. Wilson Woodruff. Yep. <laughs> we should probably clarify Whatever which way called. it goes. WW. Um, he, um, when he died, he was gifted a bunch of women. Oh, interesting. And he was the one that ended polygamy. And he was the one who ended polygamy. So after he, quote unquote, ended polygamy, Utah's a state, he... He dies after Utah's estate, and then when he dies, he's gifted a bunch of women to be his um, sex wives in heaven. And I mean, like, hundreds. Hmm. Isn't that super interesting? Yeah. Yeah. So that's my closing remark. I don't even know how I could top that, so... So if you have any questions on polygamy, if you feel like we've missed something and you want us to share more, mm. um, if you want to be a guest on the podcast... <gasps> I love that. Um, um, message us on uh, Never Mormon Always Curious Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for Temple Discussions. All right. God bless. Godspeed. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Never Mormon Always Curious. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe for all Never Mormon Always Curious content.